0: Hi, everyone. This is Anne Kekoski, your host of Classic and Curious, a podcast dedicated to exploring today's classic styled life. Each month, we will be sharing conversations with some of our favorite personalities in travel, entertaining, fashion, and decor. We will explore how they elevate their everyday with timeless classics reimagined with a modern sensibility. In this episode, we are so excited to host Jody Chafee from Jay Wilkinson Chair. If you love a good monogram and cherish a statement piece, you will love to hear about this beautiful brand story. It all started one Christmas morning a simple gift idea to celebrate family, and shortly thereafter, Jay Wilkinson Chair was imagined. Jay Wilkinson chair has been featured in House Beautiful and has been showcased at Designer's beloved High Point Market. Their monogram chairs have graced homes all over the country, perfectly placed with purpose. And here in Boston, my lovely black walnut green wall chair with its Taylor monogram in white thread on a oatmeal linen fabric waits for me every morning at my desk. It's one of my favorite statement pieces in my home. So cheers to Jody. Let's chat. Hi, Jody. Such a delight to have you as one of my first guests. I think it's so fun for us to think through how our lives connected. I know. All through a chair. It's so great. And I think about my coveted Greenwell chair. I had it made in the black walnut with the oatmeal linen fabric and this simply white monogram. And I actually picked the tailor and... It's funny because the reason why I got the chair in the first place and I found you was when I first started my brand, I Googled, I'll never forget this, monogram chair, and I found you, and I ordered the chair, and it was a way of reminding me every single day how important this business that I was building started with me. So it's funny how our paths cross, and it, it really all is. around- a chair. So I thought what we would do is have a little fund for our listeners and share with them something that we both have in common. And that is a love for a monogram.
1: Tell yes. me a little
0: bit about your monogram story. First time you had something monogrammed and what it meant to you. I'd love to hear all about that.
1: Well, I do love a good monogram. And it, I think I can take it back to really two different points in time. When I was a senior in high school, my mother took me mm. to Tallheimer's, which is was a very nice department store in Greensboro, North Carolina, to get my linens mm-hmm. to go to college. The sheets, mm-hmm. the towels, the washcloths, and I loved it. They were white towels with a Carolina blue monogram, and I loved it. It was the first thing I think I had ever personally had monogram. And then several years ago, I found a pillowcase. It's the only thing left over from that set. Mm -hmm. And I realized that that was the only thing that I had monogrammed with my maiden name initials. And I loved it. And the joke was, I put it in my dresser and I'm going to keep it there and it will go with me to their nursing home. Just because it was just a connection to an earlier time and a time I loved doing it with my mother. It was something she and I loved doing together. Mm -hmm. And she also gave me the gift. She didn't know it was a gift and I didn't know it was at the time. But as a young girl, this will sound strange to listeners, probably. I used to love to iron. And when I was, I can remember being five or six and my mother would give me napkins, monogram napkins from all of her aunts and mothers and things like that. And that's how I learned to iron was, ironing these monogram napkins, and for some reason, I was mesmerized by the monograms. Mm -hmm. I loved writing. I've been told I actually have nice handwriting, and I love Mm -hmm. the shape of the letters, and I guess that just translated into loving monograms later in life, and now I have these wonderful people who can create these beautiful monograms for us.
0: So true. I think a monogram is so timeless. It's the essence of really kind of identifying who you are. And it lives with you your whole life. Your monogram doesn't change. It may evolve when you get married, but it stays with you. And I listen to you share about your sheets. And I go back to something that my grandmother gave me when I was a, a very, very young girl, I think I was eight years old. And she always carried a hanky with the letter B Mm -hmm. on it, which was my maiden name. And I used to stare at that hanky and I'll never forget the one day I sneezed and she said, here, if you want to be a lady, this belongs to you. And it was so, I still have it. I still have that. And and it was from my grandmother. Now it's a little tattered, but at the same time, who cares, I have it pressed in a book. But that probably was my first experience around a monogram. And then when I got into high school, it was all around the Papagallo purse. Do you remember those? Oh, absolutely. I, mean, I, I had three different monograms, three different covers that I could change out. I was so proud of that purse. And I just couldn't wait to figure out what pattern and what color and what style my monogram yeah. was going to be. And I think... It's just something that I think lives with us. And you see it all over the place now. It's just not a Southern concept. It's everywhere. It's really not.
1: It is. And we were thinking when we started this business, it would be mostly people in the Southeast who would order our chairs. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't like that. We were Utah, we were Portland. It was you in Connecticut at the time. And that sort of surprised us very pleasantly, that it wasn't just a Southern thing, Mm -hmm. which we love our Southern monograms and our Southern roots, but we were just thrilled to know that it's, it's much more universal than just where we live.
0: Totally agree. So let's go there. Tell me a little bit about your story. How did you get started? How did Jay Wilkinson chair come to be?
1: Well, Talk about organic. It really was. One Christmas, I decided I wanted to give my girls, my three girls, one of which is a daughter-in-law who's like a daughter, for Christmas, I took three chairs, family chairs that were the wooden brown chairs, and wanted to give them as Christmas gifts. And so I refinished all the chairs, took the fabric off, and got just a nice neutral linen and then had their gorgeous monograms done. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about the, the 10-inch monogram. That's mm-hmm. hard to find someone who does them that large right. because there are lots of details involved. And so I did this and I joked that I, I put their monograms so they couldn't give me the chairs back. Because at that <laughs> point we were trying to, <laughs> to sort of get rid of some of our things. And But as it turned out, they loved them. They loved their chairs on Christmas morning, including my younger daughter, Jane, who wasn't a big fan of monograms. She had sort of been through all that, but they loved them. And it was just, I loved that they loved them. And then the following year, I gave three chairs to our three granddaughters at the time Mm -hmm. who were little. One was a baby, and then you had the the four-year-old and the seven-year-old, which I'm thinking this is for their mothers, just for them to have down the road. And as it turned out on Christmas morning, the two older girls loved them as well. And it just, it really just, it was one of those moments that Mm -hmm. I just realized this is about family. It's about connection. It's about remembering your past, but it's also about the future because As my husband jokes, he said, sometimes you go places in your brain that I don't really understand. But (laughs) at the moments of greatest joy, I would think I probably won't be here for some of these girls' weddings and my other granddaughters that have come since and grandson. And all of a sudden, I realized I might not be here, but the chairs that I gave them will be. Mm. And it was about history. It's about family history, but it's about the future, too, of your family and the connection that we all have. And that, to me, was just this lovely moment for me personally about just the connection that we have over time we can remember the past, and we can look forward to the future.
0: Oh, so true. And what a beautiful way to do that. So tell me a little bit, as you started doing these chairs, you know, that Christmas morning, how did it go from that delightful, emotional moment to this company that we see today?
1: My daughters and daughter-in-laws said, you should do this for a business. I said, I can't do this. You know, I'm in my 60s. And they said, sure, you can. And i For a long time, I about a year, I just kind of had it in the back of my brain, and I just couldn't quite get rid of that notion that this is something I wanted to do, so I just started. Mm -hmm. I was very lucky in the sense that I had a little bit of a connection to the furniture world and High Point, so I made some calls and ended up with this wonderful company, woman-owned, and she does contract work for commercial I told her what I wanted to do. And she said, let's try. She said, let's give it a try. So I just started. I found someone who could literally put the chairs together, who helped me figure out which vendors I needed to use. So we just literally started. We picked out chair frame styles. Then you get into the fabric. Then you get into the finish. At every step, I had so much help along the way, and people said, Yeah, let's figure this out together. And I found in life and in this business that you love working with those people who say yes, and then they figure it out. Whether you can Mm -hmm. do it or not, you just figure out a way. And our biggest issue, as you might expect, was finding someone who could do the large, beautiful monograms, Mm -hmm. but that it needed to be done consistently. And with just the detail that we love, because I just love the detail in the monograms themselves, the just the interplay of the letters, the different styles, the thread colors, everything had to work. So we worked hard to find that person and we found them in Des Moines, Iowa. And we've since added a person in Savannah who just, It's really sort of a passion. It's the creative person who just sees what you can do with these gorgeous monograms and then getting them on the chair, which turned out to be one of our personal challenges. I said, okay, we'll get these gorgeous monograms. We'll put them on the chair and they'll ship out. Well, the hardest part of this whole process is literally getting the monogram placed on the back of the Mm. chair so that it is visually correct because a quarter of an inch one way or the other and the monogram is crooked Mm -hmm. and we have had to redo monograms because we didn't get them placed correctly Mm. but it's part of the fun and part of the challenge and to realize that every monogram is different and what's you would think it's a mathematical center is not necessarily the visual center so we are always always evolving and changing and figuring those things out. That's great. And fortunately, the monogrammers help us with that because we basically discuss every monogram before it's stitched out Mm. because there are just idiosyncrasies and and beautiful things about every monogram and they're all different. And so they have to be treated as your children. Yes. You can have three or four children and you have to treat them all differently.
0: So true. I mean, I think about that because each letter has its own illustration. And depending on how they, whatever monogram style they pick, that will translate differently to the chair. So the detail is so important. I mean, they are, you know, what's so beautiful about your brand too, is when I went on the site and it's so easy to order the chairs, I couldn't make up my mind on what style I wanted. Now I picked the tailor because Although it's a classic style, it has a little modern sensibility to it. And yes. I just think each one is so gorgeous that it is hard to decide, but you find the one that fits your personality the best. And I think that that's what's so beautiful about your site.
1: Well, thank you. That's what we wanted to create is just a fun, interactive experience mm-hmm. where you could literally see your specific monogram previewed on the chair back. And because I will say this, not every monogram is suited to every style. In some cases, and people ask us, if they ask for a recommendation, we will give, we will provide it. But most people know immediately which Mm -hmm. monogram they want. And you can, because in some cases, asymmetrical letters like an Mm -hmm. I or a J or a P, work better in one monogram than then doing another. And it becomes quite easy to visualize that.
0: I totally agree. And I bet people kind of know exactly what chair they want too. like, they do. I looked and I kind of went back and forth. But the Greenwell felt right to me. And I love how they're named. Yes. Are they named after any specific? Is there a story there behind the names of each chair?
1: Well, they're all based on our children. And our grandchildren. They're all family names.
0: I love that. Alexander
1: is our son's name, and Baker is my daughter's. She was named after my mother. Den's my younger daughter. So all the names are related to families on the collections of chairs. And most of the monogram styles are grandchildren's names and things like that. So we just, we've said, From the beginning that this was a business that was inspired by family and created to celebrate it. And so we figured what better way than to be able instead of a style number, we gave it a a name.
0: Oh, so, so smart. And it's so funny, because I was just talking to my daughter, she just got her first job. And I said to her, I have a very special gift that I'm thinking of giving you for Christmas. Now, she'll probably hear this recording before Christmas comes, (laughs) but I want to give her a chair and i want to put oh, that's it lovely. i want to do a monogram and it's really kind of a way to send a message from mother to daughter to say mm-hmm. here's something to go make your mark on the world put this right. at your desk put this in your room and it's your time to take your seat at the table and there's right. ways that you can kind of build your own story around these chairs and i just think they're just so lovely I think the other thing that just is so inspirational to me, Jodi, is that you took a leap in this business over 60. You mentioned it earlier, and there's probably a lot of female listeners that just, it just sends a message to all of us that our runway is long at any point in life. And I think age brings wisdom and courage, and you don't think too much about risk, you just do. Tell me a little bit about that and how you kind of move forward.
1: Well, it's one of those things. I've been accused of being professionally ADD. I like doing lots of different things. Mm -hmm. And whereas
0: my husband did the same
1: thing for 40 years, I would do something different about every five years. And I think I take it back to my parents who gave me. I knew I was loved. They told me I could do about anything I tried. They taught me how to work hard. And Mm -hmm. they said, and they didn't mind when I failed. And they taught me, which I think we all eventually have to learn, and we learn it at different times, is that failure is a part of success. And it really, really is. Mm -hmm. Even though as parents now, I know that I tried to protect my children from failure more than my parents tried to protect me. And it really is. And it, I think it was the ability to try something and not fear the failure because it's going yeah. to come. And right. it's I, one of my favorite expressions. You don't always have control over what happens to you in life, but you have control over the way you react to it. So mm. if you're going to go into business, I think you have to understand, and my parents gave me this, that there are going to be problems, there are going to be failures, and you just have to figure it out as you go. And that's what is at the age of 65. And I said, you know what, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But I've got to at least try because I knew I would regret it if I didn't try. I just knew right. that deep down more than I was afraid of doing something or making the wrong. And trust me, I did make some bad decisions along the way that if I had to go back and do it over again, it would have been ever so much easier. But always, always, but I started at sixty five and now i'm sixty nine and i my goal was to sell one chair, and it was funny, and the people at the factory where I worked and, like I say, they were so helpful, they said, "Well, how many chairs do you want to sell?" I said, "I'd love to sell one, and they said, "Oh, well, you'll do more than one, and as it turned out, they were right, and I was glad they were more right than I was, but I one of my favorite stories is we had a follower who mm-hmm. apparently her husband found our site and he sent her the link to our site because he had read my story about starting at 65 and he was sharing it with his wife. I don't know how much how old she was, but she was contemplating doing something a little later in life. And she said she had been praying about it and worrying about it and thinking about it. And he sent her this leak and she said, thank you for sort of validating the fact that I can try and go out and do this. Because our runways are longer mm-hmm. than they used to be,
0: fortunately, mm-hmm. because there's still yeah. there's so many things we need and want to do. Totally. I remember early in my career, someone said, "Well, your runway's short," and that never sat with me. No. You know, and here I am starting a podcast at fifty-eight years old. Mindset is everything, and I, I, I just don't think there's any limits today.
1: I don't think there is either. I think the only limits we have are what we put on ourselves. And, totally agree. And we just need to just just to s- laugh and smile and enjoy it, and just <laughs> figure it out. And exactly, but I've been very lucky along the way too, in the sense that I've had good health and my husband has and so I'm very, very grateful for the life that I've had for the parents that I have for my family. My family supports me tremendously. Mm-hmm. My daughter Anne works in the business. She helps greatly with the social media. And I've always heard the first person you should hire should be the person who does what you don't do well. So she was my so first true. So So, well, and that's been such a joy to have her involved, but thrilled for your daughter and her first job. And thank you for thinking of a chair because that's the other the thing about our business that we love is, is the way to celebrate family, whether it's a, a new birth, mm-hmm. a new baby. Right. We love to do our children's chair or the adult chairs with a new child's monogram. Anniversaries. We love the calls from husbands who say, "I I saw your chair in a magazine, and I want to get that for my wife for her anniversary." We did a chair fairly recently for a a man who was celebrating, getting ready to celebrate his fifth wedding anniversary, and he wanted to give his wife the gift of wood, which is the gift for a five-year anniversary. Baptisms, first. That is
0: brilliant. It was brilliant,
1: and I love we've done several chairs for men for to give their wives birthday and anniversary gifts. And it's really fun because they say, I don't know what she wants. What do you think she wants? And they're so easy to work with, but they know more about what they want than they think they do. And they're a joy to work with. And of course, weddings, we love to be able to, be the first piece of furniture that a couple uses at their wedding reception, and then it goes into their home. Mm, I love that idea. As a constant reminder of that very special day in their life.
0: Well, it's funny you bring that up because I I think, I mean, it's so emotional. Mm -hmm. I know when I receive my chair from you, It wasn't just a chair arriving, it was how you had it packaged. It was the beautiful handwritten note that you had with it. And yes, you do have beautiful handwriting, and I would handwrite every single note because it is so gorgeous. Not only was I so touched by how pretty my chair was, I was so touched by how it was presented to me. And I think that when you think of a brand and you think of an event and you think of a gift, it's the whole package, and I have to say it's it's one of the most special pieces I gave myself, and I think that's okay to do too. So, yes, thank you, Jody. So I just shared my story, but I'd love to hear from you. Were there any stories that you heard about as you sent shares all over? I should say the States, perhaps the right. world, I don't know.
1: We're still in the lower 48. We haven't gone international yet, although we need to figure that one out. And we will because yes. we have had interest. We've had wonderful stories. And I think what I underestimated when I was doing this business, I thought I was going to be selling beautiful chairs to people, but I made friends along the way. And the stories, mm-hmm. I love more than the sale, if that makes sense, because
0: mm-hmm.
1: there have been wonderful stories about we had a client who purchased a chair for really for her daughter, who was three months old at the time. Generations of Lindsay's, the mother, the daughter and the grandmother all shared mm. the same name. And they did a chair with the big, beautiful Whitley initials, a, a single initial. Mm. And she said, we were talking about it. And I said, Oh, well, you can have her first her one year old picture made with a chair. And she said, Well, I never thought about that. And she said, I'm now going to do that. For every birthday, have a picture of her every year with her chair, which I just love. And it's an adult chair. I mean, it's not a, a youth chair like we offer. And it just It just really meant so much that she would do that. And she was excited and we were excited. And she sends pictures of her daughter. And the really funny thing is they have a St. Bernard too. So they, she has a picture (laughs) of the chair with a darling daughter in the St. Bernard too. So we have, Oh my God. And so you just sort of feel like these people become part of your family. We had, a lady called and she called me on the cell phone and I still love to take a phone call. We do everything by text and email Mm -hmm. these days, but I love when that phone rings and she was 91 years old at the time. And she had seen our chairs in the magazine. She said, I'm 91 years old. And she said, I love a monogram. And I, I would love one of your chairs. She said, but I don't do laptops. I don't do technology. She said, I do phone calls. And I said, well, let me send you some fabric samples and things that you can see and touch wood finishes. And she said, that would be great. And I finally said, Helen, she lives in Salisbury, which is in North Carolina. And I said, would it help you if I brought things to you and we, we did this in person, sort of like a house call? And she said, would you do that? And I said, Sure. And so I went up there. She is the most delightful person and she, this great sense of humor. And she said, you know, I'm 91 years old. And she said, and she ended up getting two chairs because she had two daughters. And she said, I'm getting these two chairs. And she said, I may only live six more months. She said, but I'm going to enjoy those two chairs for six months. And she just had the greatest, we had the best visit. I mean, we were together all afternoon Mm -hmm. and, Then I took her chairs back to her, and she was so thrilled. And you don't think of anyone making that kind of purchase at 91. And she said, but when I do leave this earth, she said, I'll leave these two chairs to my daughters. And so, I mean, and just those types of stories, those are the things that I wasn't anticipating in this business that have been the best part of it.
0: Yeah, and every family has a mm-hmm. story, and what makes this whole business so unique is that these chairs are purchased for different reasons and different milestones and each chair has its own story. It does. And so boy, what what a beautiful book that would make.
1: Well, right? we just we love <laughs> what we do. It's just it's It's a so great. It's a gift to us to be able to do it.
0: Excellent. So what's on the horizon for Jay Wilkinson? Well, we have sort of two different directions. We have some new
1: products that we are looking into developing. We work with some designers who have said, can you do pillows? We love every once in a while, we just want to be able to add a pillow. And so we're pursuing that. Different challenges there, because when you have a monogram, you have that, those Strong, wonderful hands of a upholster who can pull those monograms taut on a chair, and you don't see a single ripple or what. It's a little more difficult with a pillow. So we've got to figure that mm. out. Benches. we're looking at that. We have mm. even had we chuckle about this, but we have even had people approach us about doing dog bids, monogram dog bids. And you know oh my you know, there, as much as we love our animals, who knows what's out there for that. But I mean, we'll, we'll we'll think about everything, but really what we love now is that we are to the point that we can work with wonderful organizations. There's an organization in Raleigh, North Carolina called mm-hmm. the Green Green Chair Project. And they basically mm-hmm. help neighbors who are facing challenges of homelessness crisis and disaster by they repurpose mm-hmm. furniture and so we are working with them of sharing some of our furniture with them to help our neighbors who for whatever reason may need the kind of help of furnishing new places to live so we love that we're working with design matters which is a Fairly new organization that is highlighting the arts and art, architecture, and design, but the proceeds of their events go to helping UNC Children's Hospital. So now we're in the position of being able to Mm. work with great partners to not only sell beautiful chairs, but now we can take those chairs and and help other people, which we love doing because on our website we have three words that sort of remind us of why we do what we do. Create, gather and revel, create
0: mm.
1: spaces, quiet spaces and, and lovely places, gather at the table, which is what we all love to do. I mean, is there anything better than gathering at the table with your family? Right. And also mm-hmm. revel in, in life's glorious moments. And so we love gathering love at the that. table and helping other people do the same.
0: So now I just want to kinda switch gears a little bit for us. And at the end of every Classic and Curious episode, we really love and even though this cut through in a lot of our conversation, we love to really highlight how each guest lives a classic styled life. So we came up with these five questions. So the first one is, who has influenced your style the most, whether it be your home, Or for you personally?
1: I would have to say related to the home, we had family friends many years ago. Her name was Dottie Boland. She was a family friend, but she also sort of dabbled in design as well. And the first Mm -hmm. time I went into her house, she had these two gorgeous club chairs with large black and white buffalo plaid fabric with teal fabric for the cording. I had never seen anything like it. And I loved it. It was just so out there for that Mm. many years ago. And she did things like that, that sort of got my attention to make me even notice. My mother had great taste, but it was a very much more simpler taste. It wasn't quite the wow factor that Dottie's Mm -hmm. designs had. And she also was the one who taught me to repurpose everything. She always recovered Mm. her great furniture. And so to this day, I still have the first two love seats that we started out with when my husband and I got married. And they've been recovered like five times. And she taught me just the value of great design, I think, and being mindful of reusing things.
0: Yeah, and I love that it's a little seat. Yeah. One of your first pieces, it's kind of a little exactly. minimal there. So what's your favorite classic item in your closet? Oh, that is easy.
1: <laughs> it's kind of a family <laughs> joke is a, a white blouse. I wear them all the time. <laughs> and even my daughter did a oh, post yes. about the fact that I think it started out when we were first married and had children and we didn't have a lot of money. I just wore white blouses all the time. I'd wear them with jeans, jean skirt. I could always throw a blazer on and put some good jewelry with it. And a white blouse was just very workable for me. And it was very right. easy to work with. And I'd always bleach it too. So somebody probably always got their dirty hands or whatever on it. So I could throw Clorox into <laughs> my best friend at that point too to keep those white blouses white. So I still love it. And I was. Popping my collars before it became fashionable. My kids used to just joke about mom, put your collar down.
0: And you know, popping a collar. I know is back I now, know Jody. So pop that collar proudly because <laughs> it it's is, all back. It <laughs> so what's your favorite classic cocktail? That would
1: definitely be a smoked old fashioned.
0: Oh, I love that. Oh, and it smells it beautiful does. too. It does.
1: We were lucky enough one time that my husband had a meeting in London and we went to a hotel to have a drink before dinner. And I got a smoke, old fashioned. The presentation was incredible. It was terribly expensive. And I said, I can't do this. And John said, just do it. So we really nursed our drinks and then asked the waiter for some peanuts or some kind of s- snack. <laughs> and so he brought those and we just said, okay, these are expensive enough. We're just going to have the drinks and the snacks and call it dinner. We didn't even go out to dinner, but it was an incredible drink and it's still my favorite drink.
0: Yes. And you know what? I'm so excited to see mixologists yeah. do it and they bring it out and some of them do it where everybody's right. looking and watching the process and it's it's just beautiful. And I, all I think of is oh, the yeah. fragrance. So on that note, what is your most memorable dining experience?
1: This may be a little atypical from what you're thinking, but it would have to be Thanksgiving dinner at my in law's house. My mother in law Mm. was a wonderful cook. She wasn't a fancy cook, but her Thanksgiving dinners were incredible. The first time I walked into their house, I couldn't believe the smells and just the whole feeling of Thanksgiving. My mother was a good cook, but Mm. her Thanksgiving dinner was incredible. And she was patient enough over the years to teach me how to do it. And so now it's the Thanksgiving meal. Oh, that's so wonderful. Meal we have every year. And it was a gift.
0: So She taught me how to make gravy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Cool. That's a skill. That is a skill, it is, right? And I'm pre- I, oh, and everybody thinks it's so simple. It's not. It's not. She, she was very patient. And
1: I do count <laughs> that as one of my greatest skills is to be able to make gravy.
0: Oh, I love that. Such a great one. And then what is your favorite destination for travel?
1: Oh, wow. There's so many great places. to Probably two different directions. I loved, my husband and I got to take a trip to Italy a few years ago. Loved it. Loved the country, loved mm. the people, the food. They can take three ingredients and make it masterful. But I also love the, the family trips to the beach at figure eight, down off the coast of North Carolina, because there's nothing better than being in that space with your family.
0: Oh, that's so great. And you know what, I just think it's so beautiful to be able to say something that's in Europe, but then Mm -hmm. something that's so close to home. And sometimes our most dearest memories are the ones that people least expect. Exactly. Because they're so close to your heart. So I have to say, what a lovely conversation. And I just hope our listeners just take a peek, just go onto your website at Jay Wilkinson and find their way to having one of your chairs in their home because really, it's a story and it's something that will live forever. So I'm so grateful for you to take the time to be part of Classic and Curious. We're just so excited you're with us.
1: Well, thank you for the opportunity. And thank you. You may not know this, but you were one of the first people to order our chair online. I think you actually were the first. Oh,
0: I didn't. Isn't that funny? So
1: you will always be special. Wow. It's the first one to just reach out and ask for a chair.
0: Oh, my gosh, that's so great. That's meaningful. You just touched my heart. So how wonderful is that? So Thank you again, Jody. It was such a joy having you as one of our guests. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Classic and Curious. You can find all of the details on how you can custom order one of these beautiful chairs at jwilkinsonchair.com. You can also find some of my favorite Jay Wilkinson style combinations on our podcast page at styledbyark.com. Don't forget to tap that lovely subscribe button. And as always, feel free to share your thoughts and requests. Looking forward to our next time together. Ta-ta for now.